Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Welcome to Crafty Ass Female. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for asking me to be a part of it. I am so, so excited. My first recording ever, so this is going to be fun. (laughs) Yay. So everyone listening, we have Rachel Gajardo here on the podcast today, um, who is at Pop culture planner on Instagram. That's all one word, no hyphens or underscores, pop culture planner. And that's exactly who she is and what she does. Um, On her Instagram, she says she's a 26-year-old professional sticker hunter, which I can't wait to hear more about. Um, And you're from California and your IG account is where productivity meets pop culture. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I'm obsessed. And, (laughs) And, um, and I found you because I recently myself got a passion planner, and oh, I believe nice. that's where you work mainly out of a yes. passion planner. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and some of your spreads have been Selena spreads, SpongeBob, <laughs> Post Malone, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Ryan Gosling, Stranger <laughs> Things, to name a few. I'm like so obsessed. And I, you know, I worked for the Happy Planner for a long time, so oh, I've wow. seen my share of spreads. Wow. I've seen my share of planner spreads, and girls, you're like, you're like, knocked me out of the water. Oh, I found you about a month ago and I was like, all right, well, I have this podcast. Let's ask her. Let's do this. Oh, and you're here. I'm so flattered. <laughs> I got that message in my inbox and I was, it was, it totally made my day. I was so excited. Yeah. But you do something that I think the whole planner community can relate to, but that's so <laughs> like original. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad that you've enjoyed my friends. Yeah, so I love, so all right, so let's just dive right into it. Did everything I say kind of sound correct? And then how did you get started into planning? What's the story behind Pop Culture Planner? Let's just start. Yeah, sure. So it's actually funny. I was introduced to Passion Planner back when I was in college. So I went to UCLA. The CEO and founder of Passion Planner actually went to UCLA as well. Um, She was involved in a lot of the Filipino cultural groups as I was, and they were handing them out for free on one of the, you know, walkways on campus. And I thought, oh, this is so cool. Let me get a free planner. I got some for my roommates. And back then I honestly just used it kind of minimally. It was really just to keep track of my school schedule, my appointments, um, any deadlines that I needed to meet. But then once I graduated from college and I wasn't as involved in student life or, you know, making a lot of new friends, I decided to make something really creative out of it. And that was totally an outlet for me. Um, If I'm being totally candid, I was going through a really, really rough time a couple years ago. I was experiencing a breakup. Most of my friends had moved away and they didn't come back home after college. So I felt so lost. And I'm sure this is a feeling that so many people can relate to, especially the post-grad life. So I was like, I'm just going to make this, this creative, you know, planner and just see if it helps me. It totally, totally did. And then I actually made my Instagram account because I was applying for a job at Passion Planner and I was so worried. I thought, you know, I'm 
a relatively recent grad. I don't have that much on my resume, but I'm super creative. I know that if they could give me some sort of position, I'd excel there. I'd do really well. So I honestly just got the Instagram to get Passion Planner's attention. <laughs> it was totally premeditated. I was like, you know, I'm just going to keep going with this. And it'll, in the very least, if I don't get a job, it'll be a fun outlet for me. And you know, some way I can be more involved and connected to people. And it just kind of took off from there. I've just been keeping up with it ever since. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how, how the whole thing went down. It was really just, just to try and get passion planners attention. So, um, I think it's, it's been going pretty well. (laughs) I love that story. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of how I got started. And then once I got started with my passion planner, I started using other planners too. I like to think of passion planner as my gateway planner. (laughs) It was the one that like led me into all the other uh, creative planners. I also like to use um, the Archer and Olive notebooks. Um, I use, I actually don't even know how to pronounce it, but it's the Leuchtturm 1917 um, planner. And then I, you know, use the happy planner as well for health and wellness. Every single planner that I use has a different purpose. So each one of those things, I use it for a separate reason. And I kind of keep them separate, but um, they also adapt with whatever I need and whatever's happening with my life. So that's one thing I absolutely love about creative planning. It's like you just make it to be what it needs to be at that moment. And that's what it will be. True. Kristen, I saw you get so excited when she said free planners being passed out on the college <laughs> campus. I feel like you identified with that. I can't even tell you, like, literally one of the best things about going to, like, and now that I think about it, it's like literally university, like going to a big state school, getting free shit was like literally one of the best things about going to, like, I went to Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So, Every day, you would just walk over to, for us, it would be the student center, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, what what are you giving out today? <laughs> and sometimes it would be the best stuff, and the first thing I would get every single semester would be my planner. I couldn't start the semester until I got my planner. <laughs> and, like, I'm so jealous that you got, like, a souped-up planner, mm-hmm. but, like, that's where my, like, real... And, like, you really picked the right word, gateway. Like, that is, like, the gateway of, like, like my organization, like, went into overdrive when I hit, like, freshman year in college. And it was like, oh, yeah. Now I can, like, block schedule my entire life. And it was just like, okay, yeah. Let's, let's do this. I've never been past that a free play. Well, I have, but it's been so, like, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, no. Like-, they, like, the stuff that you would get, like, they were just the... <laughs> That was, you know, I mean, you know, here's $35,000 a year. Yeah, Have yeah. a $5 plan. Yeah. Right? yeah, exactly. Relatable. <laughs> was the passion planner you got for free the same quality as what it is now? Yeah, it's actually stayed very, very consistent. And one of my favorite things, too, about being part of the planning community is when you have something like a planner, it's something tangible you can always look back on if you want to realize how far you've come, how much you've grown. I actually made a post, I think a few months ago, that took a picture from my very first planner that I used in college to what it is now. 
And I have people message me sometimes and they say, where do you get this inspiration? Like, I love your spreads. I wish I was this creative, but if I'm being honest, a few years ago, it wasn't like that at all. You know, mm-hmm. um, it was very bare bones. Um, it was just something I kind of stuck with and kept pra- practicing and refining my style. Um, and anyone can do that. But I love being able to look back and see how much, you know, my style has changed. But the planner itself has stayed very consistent, which is something I personally feel is really, really awesome. Was there a love of like paper or art? Like stickers, stickers, <laughs> like in gra- grammar school, like middle school, there was always signs of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've always been super creative and I definitely feel like I get that from my mom. Um, yes. She is one of the most talented seamstresses. She loves to sing. She's very creative, but she was actually going to school to become an engineer and she was an engineer for over 20 years. Now she's in sales. So she always did these creative things on the side. And I definitely feel like I got that from her. She's always been a big risk taker and she's very much about expressing yourself. So any creative thing I did, she was always so supportive of, which I personally am so grateful for, especially now as an adult. I couldn't imagine if my creativity were stifled, you know, from people in my family and it's never been like that. So I feel really, really lucky, but I've always loved scrapbooking. Um, I've always been very musical. So I think I've just tried to weave art and design and uh, creative pursuits into everything that I do. Even now in my current job, which I'm a health insurance agent. So it's definitely far off from where I was before, but or it's definitely far off from like any sort of true creativity, but I incorporate lots of creative things into my job now. So that's definitely helped. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about on the show a few times, like different paths to do creative work. Like a lot, I think being millennials and seeing how, how people can make creativity a living, mm-hmm. we almost like, like if we know we're creative, we almost expect that we can too, mm-hmm. but that's not the only path. Like we've right. been talking about that a lot lately. Yeah. I definitely think that's a like really important thing to talk about too, because I think not everybody, but I know just from my own personal experience, I've I've been so like tunnel visioned to certain things that I forget that there are so many possibilities that are out there. And this is something that I actually learned from my happy planner. I have one of the wellness notebooks and it asks you, if you've ever seen it, it asks you on certain prompts, you know, like what are your values? How are you incorporating those values into your everyday life? So it's actually made me realize, Hey, I can actually put creative things into my everyday. So as a health insurance agent, I know it sounds very, you know, non-traditionally creative, but I incorporate a lot of flyer design and I handcraft my cards for my clients and just doing little things like that, I feel has given me a whole new perspective on my job before I thought, you know, I have to do something creative. That's what I'm missing. But then I stopped and I realized, you know what, maybe I should just try incorporating some of those things and seeing if it makes a difference. And it honestly has a hundred percent changed the way I feel about my job and the things that I do just in everyday life. So I'm thankful that even a planner like my happy planner helps me stop and realize those types of aha moments. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's absolutely true because so many of the women 
that we talk to on here that do pursue quote unquote creative full-time jobs Mm -hmm. we hear their biggest complaint is well all the time I'm spending doing business stuff or all the time I'm doing spending bookkeeping or other things that you know are my job but are totally not creative Mm -hmm. so when you do pursue quote unquote the creative path you're still doing a job that is you know 20 30 40 50 60% not creative Mm -hmm. so if you have a quote unquote not creative job, you can find ways, so many ways to make it creative. Mm-hmm. Like with colorful binders <laughs> and file folders and highlighters. Um, like when I had an office job, those were the things that made it, like, you know, sometimes it would be to get through the next day or through the next meeting or just my binder of forms. Mm-hmm. And then Leslie Nope had one on... Parks and Rec, and it made me feel, it made me feel seen. Yeah. Because sometimes, well, no, whatever. I'm not even going to say it. This is one of those times where we just cut this part. That's <laughs> all good. It's all good. But I love that. I love this conversation because yeah. I don't think, I said in a recent um, interview, like, it's not glorified enough. Right. Not just like, like, I feel like, yeah, like having an, uh, a day job that pays bills and isn't quote unquote creative, but also doing all this creative, wonderful things on the side, not necessarily your main gig is not celebrated enough. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, that's well, how I, and I think the other thing. Care. And I think the thing is that we, when we celebrate quote unquote creative gigs, one of the things that we're celebrating is overcapitalizing, you know, everything mm-hmm. is that we're mm-hmm. pushing everybody into monetizing all of their talents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, hey, you're really great at making hats or cakes or coloring or doing whatever it is that your hobby is that fills you up with joy, that doesn't have to be a job. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. That's, That's point. It's so funny that you brought that up. I, I saw a post. I can't remember who posted it, um, but it was basically saying it's okay to have fun, creative hobbies just for yourself. You don't have to make money off of them. You don't even have to show people what it is. If it makes you happy, keep doing it. I definitely think you've struck a chord with the overcapitalization of creative pursuits. It's like some people don't necessarily want to do that or they have different values other than just making money off of that. They could just want to do it for themselves and that's completely 100% okay. Yeah, and- So many of us get into, we find ourselves creative and wanting to pursue creative things because they fuel a part of us that needs it for Mm self-care. And when we add money to that or the need to sell things or the, you know, need to market it or the need to do it for something other than self-care, you can't do it for self-care. And so So when hobbies are monetize they're not really hobbies anymore yeah. and so maybe we need to, yeah maybe we need to bring back <laughs> that like the hobby revolution mm-hmm. yeah Ooh, mm-hmm. i love I it like I hashtag love that. hobby revolution you heard it first folks it started here <laughs> TM. we tm a lot of things on here i love it but so far i had a question before when you said that um so you started at pop culture planner mm-hmm. um, to get the attention of the passion planner mm-hmm. which i love mm-hmm. but like so you're 26 years old did you have an instagram account before that 
Um, I just had like, I just have my personal Instagram. I, uh-huh. I didn't have anything that was creative or a side hustle, but it's so funny. I have so many amazingly talented and creative friends who started doing that. And we all kind of do our own thing. I have a friend, a childhood friend who has his own 3d printing channel, another friend who reviews different types of craft beer on his Instagram. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be scared. I'm going to put myself out there. And in the very least, this will be something therapeutic for me. It'll be something that I can just have for fun to look forward to when I need to de-stress. But I really have found a community of people that I genuinely feel connected to, which is very interesting and kind of strange. I'm like, I've never met like 90% of the people who follow me, but I feel like I know them in a lot of ways. And I know there's a question that you had asked on the prep sheet about what's some bit of advice for anyone who's Mm -hmm. trying to get into the planner community. I would say, if anything, let yourself be vulnerable. I, I feel, you know, it's not necessarily my new idea. If you follow Brené Brown um, or read any of her books or watch her Netflix special, she definitely talks about our strength and our humanness comes from being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I definitely challenged myself because I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at letting people in. I get really scared and kind of defensive sometimes, but just being vulnerable on that platform, I've really let so many good people into my life. Anytime I write a caption about me struggling with something or I talk about mental illness or anxiety or issues with work, I always have people who are like, we're here for you. We support you. Even just tiny little thoughts or comments or words of kindness or instant messages that say something like that goes so far for me. It like fills me right up. And yeah, I think just letting yourself be vulnerable in that space or any space that you find important to you is, is huge. I mean, that was the game changer for me. Great answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so why pop culture? Okay. Oh my gosh. I am obsessed. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, I am just like obsessed with pop culture. I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious just seeing what people find really relevant. If you, you know, have looked through my spreads or if you, uh, any listeners have followed me, um, I try to do pop culture spreads that are relevant to what's happening. Um, just cause it's like funny and it's entertaining. Um, but you know, I try to do things that are, you know, relevant with whatever's going on, or even just, it may not be happening right now, but it's relevant to what's happening in my life at the time. Um, just to give you some examples, when the whole Kylie and the egg thing was going on, I did a spread <laughs> on the Jenners. Um, when I, you know, was celebrating my birthday and thinking about my family, I did a Lilo and Stitch spread. So I posted that recently. Um, when Stranger Things came out, I did a a Stranger Things spread. So I just kind of like to do things that are relevant and happening. But my obsession with pop culture stems back, I mean, years and years and years ago. Uh, My mom is a single parent. So I used to watch TV sometimes waiting for her to come home or, you know, quietly while I was doing my homework for background noise. And I always had the E! channel on just constantly. Um, So I just think it's fun. And I, I think the pop culture and the whimsy that comes with it is very reflective of my personality. 
I'm pretty quirky, but colorful. And so I think it's, that's kind of where it had stemmed from. And I also felt, I'm like, I don't necessarily see that many other planners doing things like this. So why not just make it a thing? It's, there are endless possibilities, endless themes that you can do. So I just kind of stuck with that and kept rolling with it. So every week, every month, I try to do something a little bit different. I saw in your stories, you did like a whole survey of like, what does everyone want to see? Yes. And it was like so many answers, <laughs> so many things to run with. Uh-huh. Like just endless amounts. So I'm like, all right, now I've taken all these ideas. I'm on the hunt for stickers. Um, but yeah, I just try to do things that are fun and fitting. It's my favorite time of the year coming up because there are so many fun Halloween movies and TV shows. And then of course, you know, for Christmas time and holidays. So I'm just very, very excited. (laughs) Okay. What are your three favorite TV shows? Oh, that's so hard. So I would say like from childhood, Boy Meets World was definitely the one for me. And I, I have a Hulu account, so I actually watch it all the time still. I absolutely love Project Runway because I love seeing them come up with crazy creative designs, sometimes out of very non-traditional materials. And then I would say my other favorite TV show, I would say it's a tie. This is more of a modern TV show between Stranger Things and um, Queer Eye. (laughs) <laughs> I was gonna say you did a queer eye spread that was amazing <laughs> thank you thank you oh my god people you gotta go check it out if you've never seen her Instagram like and it's, it's like such an easy scroll like if that makes sense like thank I like you. want to scroll through everything yeah but so, also like, you could just dive deep into any one of the pictures and like really yeah. get into any of them <laughs> I, I've never used the zoom more than on your account I'm like thank oh you. what's that other thing so this is like I've been meaning to ask you this for like a month. Yeah. So here we go. So A, where do you get your stickers from? Because I've been known to like, like I've even been like modern trendy stickers. Like, just- <laughs> Oh my God. You You're like I mean? my mom when you know her. But like a person who for years was getting giant cardboard boxes of happy planner stickers. Like I still have thousands. Like that would last me my whole life. Yeah. So I'm like, I've never needed to buy a sticker for a planner ever. So like, so that's part of the problem. But like, so A, where do you get your stickers from? And then B, like, what is the process of like thinking of an idea to buying stickers to how you figure to lay it out? Like what's your whole process for a spread? And how far in advance do you do spreads? Yes. So many questions. I love this. So I was like, yes, this is like the meat and potatoes. This is definitely (laughs) the the things that I get the most questions about just from DMs. But I would say my top favorite shops. So number one is definitely Redbubble. I get lots and lots of stickers from Redbubble. There are so many independent artists there who are just, you know, sharing different things. But it's also really easy to search if you're looking for something in particular. So that's probably my number one. Uh, Number two is definitely Etsy. I have a few shops that are my favorite. Um, I would say Bestie. I think it's either either Bestie Co. or Bestie Club. I'll have to check that. But they have so many fun pop culture stickers and they're adorable. Um, I absolutely love shopping from there. Um, And I would say there are lots of other Etsy shops too that are kind of like here and there if I'm looking for something in particular. Um, But what I love about the Bestie shop is that it's all pop culture. So that's Mm -hmm. definitely a go-to for me. And then I would say other than those two, I definitely am always looking no matter where I go. 
And you would be surprised. As soon as I told myself, I'm finding cool stickers everywhere. Maybe it's <laughs> just like manifestation or something. I started finding cool stickers all the time. And it's so funny. I was shopping with one of my close friends this last weekend. We were at Forever 21 and I found a really cool sticker sheet. And I was like, I would have never found this if I, you know, didn't call myself a professional <laughs> sticker hunter. I would not be on the lookout for these types of things. So I would say if you're looking for cool stickers just randomly out and about, I always recommend whatever shop you go into, just look at their like stationery or office supply section because you will be surprised how many cool stickers that you can find. I went to the Grand Canyon a couple weeks ago for my birthday. We were in the middle of nowhere on the way there. We stopped at this little dollar shop that we just wanted to get snacks from. I found so many cool sticker sheets that I would have never found had I not been looking for them. So just tell yourself you're going to find some cool stickers and I guarantee you will find some cool stickers in very unexpected places. But those are, that's probably my advice if you're looking for some cool stickers, but Redbubble and Etsy, you'll definitely find some things if you're looking for something in particular. I would say my inspiration just comes from what's relevant with what's happening out in pop culture, what's happening with my life. But the way that I like to plan things, typically I like to do them a month or so in advance. I'll look up what movie premieres are coming out next month or what, you know, release dates are coming up. I remember when I did the Stranger Things spread, I had Googled a few weeks prior, you know, what Netflix releases are coming out next month. And as soon as I saw the release date, I was like, instantly, I need to buy some Stranger Things stickers so I can have that ready for the premiere. Um, and then when I'm making them, I kind of have a similar style for my passion planner. If you're familiar with how it looks like, they have this big white space at the bottom that's meant for anything. That's your space of infinite possibility. I always put like a bunch of stickers there and then I kind of just lay them out sporadically from the rest of the um, spread. But I love to get funny stickers. Uh, Redbubble has so many funny independent artists that just draw and write really quirky things. I put movie quotes all the time or character quotes from a TV show or series. Um, and I kind of just write that in there. And to be honest with you, I kind of put some of my appointments around where the stickers are, even if it's not 100% accurate, um, but it's all just, you know, for the fun. And I usually stay up, you know, late at night doing them quietly while I have just some peace of mind. And I like to do it before bed, too, because it just kind of helps relax me and gets all my thoughts out. And yeah, it's just a nice way to to decompress. But I would say that's kind of like my process. Of course, since we have fall and winter coming up, I'm already shopping for my Halloween and yeah. uh, winter stickers. So that will all pretty much be planned out. I'm hoping to have the rest of my themes planned out for the rest of the year by um, the end of this month. So stay tuned for some really good, <laughs> some really good ones. I'm excited. Nice. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. good. And I love like, when you think about it, like as a paper crafter, and like you said, you love scrapbooking and stuff, and me and Kristen are memory keepers, you know, a big chunk of our craft. <clears throat> so often, like the story dictates the sticker you use, mm -hmm. right? Or like sometimes I find, or like I'll see a sticker in a store and go, I love that so much, but it isn't Happy Planner and I'm promoting them. Or like, I love that sticker so much and it isn't, it's not going to go with a story that I want to tell, like, or something like that. Right. But a planner is like free reign. Mm -hmm. Like you can make any spread and like it's weekly. So you could like do something totally different the next week. It doesn't have to be coherent. Mm -hmm. Like I love that like 
true sticker lovers and like hunting, like the planner is the perfect canvas. It's so true. It's so true. I love that. And you were just like proof in the pudding. <laughs> but thanks for sharing your process. I mean, because yeah. like, like you see a finished spread and you think like what this girl does, but like <laughs> what you just described is totally doable. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It, that's what's so funny. I'm like, there's no secret. I just, yeah, I'm always on the hunt for cool stickers when I'm out and about online. I mean, this, the space is infinite. You can find like really cool stuff. Um, if you just, you know, look on Etsy or, you know, other online shops, sometimes I even like if, if Redbubble or Etsy doesn't have something I need, I literally just Google like this, whatever show or whatever theme I have into the internet. And then you just keep, keep digging until you find something good, which you usually can. It just takes a little more time, but yeah, it usually takes me, I want to say I buy all my stickers at once during the month. So I buy like a big chunk and sometimes I buy extra themes in case I, you know, my process is a little delayed or I skip a week or two because I'm busy with work. So I try to have some spreads that are just like waiting in the wings um, if, you know, I'm behind on something or if I can't order something in time. But yeah, I try to order them just in one big chunk and then it's already planned out for me for the rest of the month. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. How do you think we're doing on time, Kristen? Do we do like another question? Did you want to go into growth? That's another question. Yeah. Well, okay. So I was, so being that, I guess my question is about the planner community and kind of like, cause you know, I was a part of that for a while and I know the pros and the cons mm-hmm. <laughs> of that group of ladies. But I mean, like, so how do you feel? How, how do you feel about it? Like what's your experience been in it so far? Usually people say positive. And so like, what extent do you participate all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I would say the planner community, I rave about it so much on, you know, my spreads because honestly, I feel like anytime I'm having some sort of issue, I'm not really afraid to tell people this is where I'm at. This is how I feel. Another reason why I even have a bunch of planners is truthfully, I deal with a lot of anxiety in my day to day. Um, So this was kind of just like a healthy way for me to like get creative, let go. I am such a control freak, so it's very difficult for me. But I think just being in in the community, I've had people reach out to me when I say that I'm struggling and I'm very candid about that. Um, You know, mental illness runs in my family. So it's been something that has been helpful for me. but just having people I can like talk to about certain things or that get excited about the same things that I do. Uh, I don't necessarily have a ton of friends close by to me that love to do creative crafting type hobbies, but um, it's nice to just have those people just like on deck if I need anything. I would say it's hard for me to participate as much as I want to just because my my day-to-day job I'm basically self-employed, so I do a lot of back work, I do a lot of client-facing, a lot of community outreach, so that takes up a lot of my time. So I am behind on spread sometimes, but um, if I could participate more, I definitely would. And for me, it's it's been pretty much all positive. I don't have anything truthfully negative to say. Um, other than, you know, some exes in my personal life have like looked at my, my Instagram page to see what I'm doing, who I'm with, like, what, I'm not even joking. This is just, 
totally true. And I'm actually, I was like low-key kind of scared to say that because I have a feeling they're going to end up listening to this. Oh, girl, you were the one that got away. You oh, geez. Them. I'm like spilling all the tea today. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, it's, it's honestly been pretty incredible for me. But I also think it's because I've let myself be vulnerable in that space. I don't think I would feel as close to people if I didn't necessarily like share some of those things with me. And it's nice to have people say, oh my gosh, I've struggled with anxiety too in my life. I'm so glad that you posted about it. Thank you for sharing. Um, and yeah, I mean, overall it's been, it's been pretty amazing. So I'm very thankful for that. And I think what made it even better was that I wasn't expecting it. Like I'm, I was like, I'm just going to make this Instagram and have fun with it. And, you know, hopefully get hired by a cool planner company. And, you know, I, got all these friends. We send each other happy mail sometimes. So it's nice like getting surprises in the mail from people I've never met, but I feel like are my close friends and it's pretty cool. Um, and I see a lot of people do meetups too. I haven't personally done one, but I think that's a really cool aspect that some people like to participate in if they're involved. What I, what I also find about your story that I could kind of pick out me and Kristen, I think can kind of relate with the podcast, like even our hobbies too, but like you know, you go into it for the love of paper and like the love of this thing, but then it becomes more than this thing. Like, I just feel like, like who would have thought pop culture planner an Instagram account that puts like post Malone in a planner would <laughs> then have like, like be attached to all this vulnerability. Like you don't yeah. think it at first, but then it becomes this natural flow of like, and this is who I am behind. Like, it's, it's weird how, like, the planner becomes more than a planner. Or, like, the scrapbook becomes more than a scrapbook almost. It's, like, the thing that glues people together, but then the underlayers where the real stuff is. Does that make sense? It's I feel so like about true. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, I think going into it without having those expectations just really surprised me in, like, all the best ways. And it really has evolved into something that I personally hold very near and dear to my heart, even though... I know some people in my life don't understand. They don't get it. They're like, why are you spending so much money on stickers? Like, who do you think you are? But for me, it's, it's just fun for me. And it's, it's helped me in a lot of different ways, not just with getting my life organized, but it's helped me reflect. It gives me time to think about what's going well in my life. It gives me a moment where I can pause and just stop, appreciate, but also figure out where can I go from here? How can I grow? What's missing? And how can I incorporate ways to put that into my life? So, I mean, it's a lot of different things. And, you know, you don't necessarily have to be a planner, but even in your creative pursuits, you can see different ways how it can really help you and make your life better and evolve with you. I think that's an important part too. Because I think all these creative, creative hobbies like forces the pause it forces the stillness that sometimes we don't give ourselves or think we need, right. but it, it, it's just like calls upon the stillness, which is where the vulnerability lives and the reflection, like you're saying, lives in the growth really. And mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. awareness. So true. Yeah. Very <laughs> <important>. <laughs> you're wise, wiser beyond your years. <laughs> Thank have you. you been told that before? <laughs> yes, I have. So I joke all the time. So I'm actually a health insurance agent for seniors. So I work with people who are mostly 65 and older. Mm. And I think you ladies will love this. I host crafting events every month at different senior properties. And we joke Living all the, the time. It's <laughs> like insane. But, you know, I initiated that through my work. I was like, hey, would you guys mind? I have to do 
a certain amount of events every month. I was like, would you guys mind if I did a crafting event every month at each different property? They're like, yeah, go for it. So like I said, just incorporating those things into your daily life, it's, it's been a game changer for me. Um, but yeah, well, the ladies joke with me all the time when we craft, they're like, it's so funny. You're 26 years old. You have the face of a 16 year old, but <laughs> you have the soul of an 80 year old. And that's why I get along with them so well. So it's kind of a funny. That's a compliment. I, I think. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. But yeah. That's a good mix to have. Yes. Be 26, look 16, <laughs> be wise like an 80 year old. Know, it's well, like, girl. who is this girl? We don't package. know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What do the crafts with them look like? Is it DIY or do you plan? Oh, I, I plan them out. So I actually just planned out our fall crafts. Next month, we're doing these really cool like mason jar, fall leaf, uh, mod podge, like luminary things. And then, yeah, you are. Yeah. And then for, um, you know, October, we'll do something Halloween. Last Christmas, we did these little cute painted snowmen that they could decorate their homes with. So I try to keep it fun and, and different, but uh, you know, crafting with seniors, I always have to be mindful. There are some people who are quick paced and there are some people who need more time. So I try to find the balance, but it's, it's all fun. Try to incorporate the craft into <laughs> whatever, whatever I'm doing, whether it's work or my personal life. So it's fun. That, that is very like cool. Yeah. We're over here. Like she is so cool. No, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm blushing. Like you, You're making me blush. You know, when you tell a lot of people like, oh, I do crafts with, you know, at the nursing home. And they're like, that's nice. We're like, wow. <laughs> that's why I like oh, my excited. people. I found my people. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's true. It's true. Okay. So this season we've been asking everybody about growth. Mm -hmm. And so tell us, how have you grown personally or professionally since any time, since you were young, since high school, since college give us one piece of advice or tell us something about growth sure so I would say I've I've noticed a huge amount of growth for me personally and professionally just in the last three years I think you know the way that I was raised in my family in my culture it was very much like go 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 you need to do all these things you need to check off these boxes and just, I've always kind of been hardwired for like achievement and success. And like, I always did super well in school. I don't necessarily think I'm smart, but not necessarily because I was the smartest person, but I always worked very, very hard. Um, and so I excelled for a certain amount of time. And then as soon as I graduated from college, I was like, oh my God, I don't have a plan. I don't know where I'm supposed to go next. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I worked in finance. I did all these different like random things. I felt so uneasy, so lost. And I think that's honestly when my mental health was like at its worst was right after college. I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship with someone I thought I was going to be with forever. So it was like just all these rude awakenings at one time. And I look back on my, my diary and my planners from back then. And I was so just sad, unhappy, lost. And I think just having my planner ask me questions like what went well this month? And, um, you know, what are some of the biggest lessons that you learned? How did things go well for you? How did they not go well? What are some things that you can improve on? Just having someone ask me those critical questions really makes me stop and think like, 
oh my gosh, this went really well, this didn't go well. It really helps me to put all of those things onto paper. And I think that's probably been one of the biggest things for me. And I think just going through some of the things that I have in my personal life recently, I've definitely learned that not everything that comes to me is meant for me. And it's really okay to say no to things if it doesn't feel right. I think having my planner there with me, I think meditating has helped a lot, but also I've gone to therapy for the last you know, two years almost. Um, so just doing those little things for myself has really helped change my mentality. And I know that when my mind is healthy, everything else in my life is so much better. My relationships are better. My work is better. My creativity feels like it's, it's better. So I think just taking time to pause, reflect, and ask myself critical questions has been huge for, for growth. And I think just being more grateful as well. So I know that's kind of like a lot of different things in one. I kind of rambled and like went around in circles, but I think just the reflection is key. Gratitude is key. And just taking care of myself. Like, honestly, I, I think I didn't pay enough attention to self-care before and now I make it a priority. So every week I just do something small that's nice for myself. Like I bought myself flowers the other week, you know, last week I took myself out to ice cream. So just doing little tiny things for myself has been huge, huge, huge for growth for me in all aspects of my life. I love it. We wrap up every interview with our currently round, which comes from Kristen's currently card, which our listeners and anyone did could get at the awesome ladies project.com. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of read it off on the podcast. So are you ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you currently watching? I'm currently watching, um, <laughs> stranger things still. I like have not finished season three. I mm. watch it with my roommate. Um, but we both have really busy schedules and we won't, we refuse to watch it without each other. So we have to like wait for each other. So I'm currently watching Stranger Things 3. Nice. It. it was good. We okay. finished it that first weekend. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that's good. But you know that already. It's going to be good. Um, what are you currently reading? I'm actually reading Steve Jobs' biography. It's like very cool. It's like 600 pages, but I'm so into reading. I think it also just has to do with my love of pop culture. I'm like, I love to read biographies. My favorite thing. Is it called Jobs? It's just called Steve Jobs. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. What are you currently listening to? I'm listening to Julia Michaels' new album. It's her inner monologue part two. What are you currently making? I made myself a tofu salad. Yeah. kind. It's super plain. So I'm vegan. So I just make salads and fruit and just random things all the time. I went to Whole Foods and just threw a bunch of random stuff like cranberries and sunflower seeds in there, but it's good. (laughs) What are you currently feeling? Nostalgic. (laughs) Just take me back to a time. Give me the feels. I feel the feels all the time. Do you feel them especially because it's like back to school season? I think so. But also... I mean, every time around my birthday, so my birthday was like two weeks ago, I'm always like, oh, I'm another year older. I do a lot of reflecting around that time too, which is why I took a trip to the Grand Canyon. I was like, I just want to get away, be in nature, think about my life, 
And then I always have like manifestations and intentions that I write down for the coming year. Um, if you want to look at what that is, you can definitely check out my Instagram and I have a post about my 26th birthday and all the intentions that I set for the year. I love it. Mm -hmm. Definitely link to it. People will know where to find everything you mentioned. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> on the post. So excited about that. Cool. Um, what are you currently planning? Fall spreads. I'm so Yay! excited. <laughs> and you have what size passion planner? So I actually have two. I have two different oh. ones that they, I use for different reasons. So the pop culture one that I have is the, is the large. It's the black undated large planner. The one that I use for work, I actually use the medium size. It's a hardbound red cover that they sent out to some of their um, Instagram followers last uh, Christmas. But I use that one for work. I just don't post it very much because I have um, client names in there that I, mm -hmm. for HIPAA reasons, I can't show. <laughs> Cool. Mm -hmm. I like the, I mean, they can't make planners big enough for me. I, <laughs> I like big planners. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so I got the big one. I want to get the blush pink one for 2020. I got the yellow, the mustard oh, one. It's, it's so, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Lastly, what are you currently loving? I'd say I love my family, my friends, my coworkers, and all of my planner, my planner besties. <laughs> That's what I call them. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Rachel, thanks for being on. Thank you so much. So good. So good. So I had good. so much fun talking with you ladies. You made this so easy to do. I had Yay. so much fun. Um, and I can't wait to see how it turns out. Thanks again for letting me be on it. If you didn't tell me, I never would have thought this was your first podcast. <laughs> cool, girl. Cool you can't, as a cucumber. You can't cool see me. I'm literally sweating on the other line. <laughs> I was so nervous. It felt like a first date for me or something. I'm like, cool oh, as a cucumber. Man. It went well. <laughs> so, so, so good. Guys, we will be back next week with another amazing interview. And if you want to catch the After Chatter show, you definitely want to catch the After Chatter show. Um, you should head over to patreon.com slash crafty ass female. And if you are not yet a patron and you want to support the show for just $5 a month and catch book club and all the after chatter shows and make your own posts in the patron community, you can go over to crafty slash slash. Yeah, guys, I totally know how to use words like I do at the end of every podcast. <laughs> we really need to start recording these so I don't have to try to say the actual words it's at the end coming. of the show. Season five, season five. <laughs> if you would like to join us, go to craftyassfemale.com slash Patreon. And you can just sign up right there for $5 a month. And then you get like the back catalog of all of our stuff. And it's awesome. And then you will get this awesome video that we're about to do. And it's going to be fantastic. So we're going to head over there right now and you guys are going to have an amazing week. I know it. And it is uh, the first night of Monday Night Football. So have a great Monday Night Football, guys. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys.